This share is sponsored by the Roth family. Le'ilui Nishmas HaRav Avram Ben Rav David HaKoyen. Welcome to this Yurim of Rabbi Yosef Weiner. At the conclusion of the recording, please listen for ordering information of other tapes, CDs, and videos. We began our discussion last week of Inyanim and Das Torah. And to recap, we were going through the Rav Dessler, where he said that the main theme of Purim is the issue of Klai not following Das Torah, specifically Mordechai HaTzadik, Das Torah. He told them first not to go to the Suda of Achashverish, they went anyway, claiming they had to go for political reasons. If they wouldn't go, it would be political suicide. He told them not to go for a number of reasons. Number one, the Kasherus was debatable, even though might have claimed it was Glak Kasher, there might have been an issue of Bishalakum, possibly Stamyenum, which is rooted in Avodah and rooted in the Shiloh, or the possibility of the bomb of assimilation, intermarriage. And they went, they felt they knew better. Rav Desla said, that that is what brought on the Gzairah, despite the fact that, to everybody's eye, what brought on the Gzairah immediately was Mordechai's, if, I don't even want to use the word, but this is probably what they use, stubbornness, not to bow down to Haman. And uh, he told them, no, the reason the Gzairah is happening now is because of what you did nine years ago. He said, nine years ago? How about what you did yesterday? And he said, no, it's not as, as it looks. You have to take my word for it. And Baruch Hashem, a godless of Klai Yisrael, they thought about it under immense pressure, and they realized that uh, Mordechai Atzadik was right and they were wrong, and they did tshuva. That is what the Nesa Perm is all about. Exactly what is the Shiloh over here of whether or not bowing down to Haman was an Isra Vodazar, was not an Isra Vodazar, was it Yahar Vayavar, was it not Yahar Vayavar? Kleisar claimed that Mordechai was putting them in tremendous danger, mortal danger, by the fact that he was being machmir not to bow down, and Mordechai didn't Answer, well, maybe he did, we don't know what the answer was. We're about to figure it out from this Makar. Was it a Khumra? Was it Mikar Din? If it was a Khumra, why was he Machmir? Person worships Avadazar due to Ava or fear. We're going to focus on the fear. Abayah Machayev Rav Amapater. Machlek is Abayah and Rav. Abayah Machayev the Hapachal. Abayah says, Lamaisa, he bowed down. Bowed down to Avadazar. Doesn't make a difference what the circumstances are. It's one of the Gimel Averis Hachamurs. It's Yehar Vayavar and he's Chayev Misa. Rav Amar Pater. Rav says your Pater. Ikablo Labela in Eloi Loi. Which means if he didn't mean to be Makabalit as a God, he can't be Chayev. Therefore, if he was Makabalit as a God, Itaki is Chayev. But over here he's just doing it out of fear and therefore he is Pater. You're all probably or should be thinking of the obvious kasha here. Take a look at Tesis at the very top. Rava Amar Pater, Afa Gavda Perik Ben Sarimarim, Amar Bavariska Chavim, Yeharig Val Yavar. This is one of the Gimel of Eresa Chamuris, and there's a Chiv, Yehar Vayavar. Every case of Avadazar at gunpoint is always a situation where you don't believe in this. You think this is nonsense, you think it's ridiculous, and the guy has a gun, and he says, bow down. So without that Kamara, I would have said, bow down. You don't mean it anyway. You're not accepting it as a god, so why not? That's all a fake. So the halacha is machadesh. Call it a marasayin dikadin minatera. Then it's Yaharva Yavar to bow down, even though you don't believe it. He knows you don't believe it. And the people looking don't think you believe it. There's an iser to bow down to Avodazar. You have to get killed. So what's this Gemara saying? Rava holds that you don't believe it in any way. So therefore, he's not chayiv. How can he not be chayiv? It's one of the Gimel of Erez It's an obvious kasha. Taisa says, Yeish Laimar, first Teretz, 
you have to get killed. Very interesting. And the Ramam agrees with this answer. If you didn't, and you did the Avodazar, are you Chayiv Misa now for Avodazar? You were Machal Hashem Shemayim. You didn't take the opportunity to make the Kiddush Hashem of dying al Kiddush Hashem. You messed it up. Now, now that you messed it up and you bowed out, are you Chayiv Misa for Avodazar? So Lamaisa, this Avodazar was under duress and you didn't accept this as a God. So Rava is saying, Lamaisa, you're not Chayiv Misa for Avodazar. And the Ramam holds of this terrorist also. The Ramam says so beferish. Skip down. I bracketed all the areas I'm going to do in this thesis. Skip down to the next bracket. Vyesh Mefarshim. Next shot. There's a big nafkamina between answer number one and answer number two. If you have an Avodazar, as I recognized Avodazar, and he comes with a gun and he wants you to bow down, and you think this Avodazar is nonsense, and you tell him so, and he says, bow down anyway, then there's a chiv to get killed, and possibly even B'dievet. What are we talking about in this Gemara? Hocha Ayri, we're discussing here is Bavaris Kachavim Shahakol Oivdin Me'ava Me'yera Dumya Dahamon. He says this Avarazar is talking about a situation where nobody believes in it. One fellow got up and decided he's an Avarazar. For instance, Haman. Everybody bowed down to me. Nobody believed he was a god. Everybody bowed down because they knew what was good for them. So here's a big enough communion. This terrace. This terrace holds that if it's an Avarazar that everybody knows that it's not a real Avodazar, and nobody believes in it, there's no Marisayan issue at all. Therefore, Robert says, you don't even have to get killed. <coughs> no. Okay, so according to that shot, so why didn't Mordechai bow down, and why did he put everybody in danger? That's exactly what the Hamanam wanted to know. Continue in Tesis. Skip down. Vim Timer. Lerava, according to this shot, according to Rava. Amai Yishtachava, Mordechai Lahaman, so why didn't he bow down? V'yesh Laimar, Kedamar, Bemedrish, one shot. He had Avodazars around his neck. He himself was not a recognized Avodazar, even though he wanted to be, but he had other Avodazars around his neck. And therefore, he really was Avodazar, and it was Asr Alpidin to bow down. Which means he wasn't being Machmir. He felt this the Din. Klaisrael was criticizing him. He said, ignore what's on his neck. The focus is on him, and he's not a real Avodazar. He said, around his neck is a Gechka. I can't bow down. Going to this shot. Next shot, Yinami. Mishom Kiddush Hashem, which means, and this is the terrorist of Desler is bringing from, even though Meker Hadin, he was not required to get killed or put others in danger, put Klai Yisrael in danger, he did it as a positive Kiddush Hashem because there was a Maris Ayin issue involved. It's unclear what this means. Some of Hashem say the Papas and Linus were two heroic figures in Klai Yisrael. We did a lot for Klaius on the Romans caught them and they were executing them. Right before they died, they were given something in a, uh, in a glass, which was like a stained glass object, which was something to do with Avodazar. And it, they didn't want to even take a drink out of this because it, it had some connection to Avodazar. Even though Mikra Din is just a glass, you could take a drink. But they felt they want to be perish, to make a positive Kiddush Hashem. And Mordechai felt he wanted to be Machmir, according to this chat. There's no Salem around his neck, according to this tribe. He wanted to be a machmer, not bow down, even though it wasn't the recognized Avodazar, and technically it wasn't Yehar Vayavr. No, so Klaisel came with a complaint. Rebbe, you're getting us all serious trouble here over here. What are you doing? So why do you do it? So Abdesla said last week that Mordechai had a consideration in order to undo the Midikin Agamid, in order to undo the Kitrug and Shemayim against Klaisel, he had to be machmer in the same Indian where the Avera was done. They went to the Sudha of Achashverish, 
They got involved in things that were questionable in terms of pretzels, in terms of Avodazarim, in terms of Stam Yenim, which is Udin Avodazarim. He felt he had to bend over backwards to show he's not going to bend with anything that Shmex of Avodazarim. There's a second shot also, and that brings us to our next Makar. Go to your Gemara and Megillah on Daf Yud Beis. You have that? You don't have that. Actually, you don't have that. It's only a few lines. Let me read it. That's why I didn't copy it. It's a Gemara and Yud Beis. Sholu tamid v'srab shemen bayachai. Mibnei ma neschai v'saneim sheyisrael shabaisa adora kleya. Very simple question, but important question for Perm. Why was there Xerah to kill out Klai Yisrael? What did they do wrong? They asked him the question, the Rabbi said to the Talmidim, why don't you say, Alana, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Amrlai, so they took an educated guess, they had Hanal from the Suda of Achashverosh, which is what we spoke out last week. So, the only people went to the party were the people in Shushan. So why is God's Klai Yisrael's Chai for that? Now punish the people in Shushan. What are you punishing everybody else for? Amalai Maratas, the Tamidim said, we give up. What's the answer? They bowed down to a Tzelem. When? Where? What Tzelem? Not Haman. Way back before the whole Maisa Perm started. Around the time of Chalani Yemeshav Vazayah, when they didn't, everybody else did. Now, there's a third source of Chazal that wasn't a real Salem either. That was just an honorary figure, honor of the government. So there were ways to get out of that also. So uh, he told the Tamidim, this is the reason. The Mepharshim says, Pabi Zev Zagarim. It was the Suda Vachashverosh and this. So he says, so why were they saved? If it was such a terrible affair, why were they saved? They didn't mean it. They didn't accept it as a God. They did it due to pressure. Which means Hashem scared them into doing tshuva for the Aver of the Marasayim. As a Shailah was, that real, a real Avodah Zara or not. Tesis discusses, uh, the Gemara says in Ksubis, had Hananiah and Shalav Azariah been tortured, they would have bowed down. So Tesis says, but they were Heilig and Why would they have bowed? Yahar Vayavar. So they're two Mahal There wasn't a real Avodah Zara which would fit well over here. It looked bad, and that's why Klaisal scared them into doing tshuva. Or, Taisa says, torture is worse, worse than death, and death is a chiv yavayavar, but not torture. That's a fascinating, leyeleno, a fascinating chakira. So we have two answers in this Gemara, and Rav Desla is saying, according to either answer, the problem was rooted in Avodah Zarah, among other things, so therefore Mordechai had to bend over backwards to erase the kitrug and be machmer in an area of Avodah Zarah. They didn't like it. And they felt that his daftar was wrong and the whole problem is him. And he said, no, the problem is what you did either nine years ago or even before that in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Now we go back to our Marmokum, go back to the Rav Dessler, Mikhtar Bedvar Munas Chachamim, on page two, the second side, with a smaller print. Page 77. They thought they were seeing things clearly. It looked like it was Mordechai HaTzadik's fault. Someone had tricked them. And the Gzeira came because they weren't following this last terror. Afterwards, they had a a long process to think about it, and they were certainly prescient to think about it. And they came around. They could have been stubborn. And they could have blamed it on Mordechai and taken the come on Mordechai. They thought he was a traitor to his people. And instead, the turning point in the Megillah. Most people read the Megillah, they never know this. 
People ask, when was the turning point? The turning point was uh, when Ahasuerus started having nightmares. That's a turning point. According to Abdesla, that wasn't the turning point. The turning point is when they rallied around Mordechai when he said, we're going to have a tightness now and you've got to come daven and you've got to come crying and you've got to do tshuva. That was the turning point because the whole Nakuda, most people don't realize that. Well, that's Pashat. What do you Mordechai calls a Kol Kari and he has a Yom Tefillah. Of course they come. And it says, no, it's not Pashat at all. Matter of fact, three days before that, they were blaming the whole thing on him. So Avdessa says the turning point of the Megillah is when they decided that maybe he was right and they were wrong and they have to do tshuva for the entire Mahalach. That was the turning point of the entire Nais Perm. An amazing idea. Afshagam Esther sheedu shehi kavasasham Mordechai. And Esther is related to Mordechai, a daughter, a wife, one of the two, adopted daughter, became his wife, different shitas. Arasa his karvus lahaman hatzerer. And they saw Esther, and she was showing, according to one shot, why'd she keep calling these meetings with uh, Haman? So, Pashup shot, perhaps, is she wanted to catch him off guard. So he'll think that she's on his side, and then uh, the cause of tremendous mapolo. Many Mephoshim say, which is what he's about to quote, she wanted to convince Kleisrael they have to dive in very hard, and they shouldn't rely on her. Although, why should we dive in? We have a sister in the palace, she'll do all the patexia, enough pull, we don't have to dive in so hard. So Shidafka became Hamish with Haman, Kilu, like she's a traitor. That's what it says over here. So they looked at Esther, their hope, and she's having parties with the Tsar Hayudim. So they said, forget her, we got a Davin. So besides the fact that the good news is it pushed them to Davin, but the other possibility, which Baruch Hashem didn't happen, could have happened. They could have said, no, we're right the whole time. Mordechai's a traitor, and Esther's a traitor. They're in coots. So this was a bigger Nisayan than what they started off with. When you do Averas, unfortunately, Avera, Averas, Avera. So they already lost their faith in Mordechai. So Hashem said, you lost your faith in Amunus HaKam, I'll give you another reason to lose faith. His wife, his ally, your ally, is also turning against you. So at the last minute, this was a tremendous Nisayin, and that means Mizgabra on this as well. So Baruch Hashem had turned out in the direction Hashem wanted. Obviously, it pushed them further to Davin, and they had a kash on Esther, but it didn't ruin their Amunus HaKam. And Mordechai, they still followed, and Esther, they had a kash on. Only then was the turning point. And that's when they were saved. So he says, as a summary, we see from this story of Megillah, and again, as you finish this of Desler, comes out that you never learned anything about Perm till you see this of Desler, because you can miss this entire theme. You think it's something about, you know something about Sudas HaChashverosh, a part of this you know, but that the whole theme is a Munus HaChamed doing Shuvah about it. That is a relative unknown. Kan Lamadnu, Mamevius HaGzerus, say on their mistakes, is it what many people claim is that? That's all their fault. The Holocaust, the Gzeira Purim, Haman's angry at us. That's all the fault of the Gedolim. The fact that we're seduced by the Satan. The fact that we have perceptions of false realities. But rather, im. Hanegev ba, and if it comes, the gzera, 
And if the Xera goes through, it shows they never fixed up their Minusacham, which is exactly what happened by Chorban by Yashani. That's the Gemara we started off with. They kept claiming these Rabbanim, they don't want to fight. And it's cowardly. We have to show courage. We have to show national honor. They want to give up Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yocham gave it away. Horrible. They don't know what they're doing. Run in the country. Run in the country. No. And they never ever came to the right conclusion. That's why the Chorban happened. Skip down to the bottom paragraph. He ends up with a very strong statement. The Yitzhahara, not to be submissive to the Rabbeim and to Das Terah. That's the beginning of all the mistakes. And the fact that they have sides won't help them. That's quite a, quite a finale. Now, let me go back to one footnote, which we skipped. I skipped it on purpose because I wanted to connect this. Um, many people have kashas. What did the G'daylam say? What should they have said during the Holocaust? So what should they have said already is an unfair question. Because that's an allegation already that they made a mistake. The answer is, well, if you were here for this week's share and last week's share, you remember my disclaimer, we don't believe in papal infallacy. We do believe that every human being can make a mistake. We also believe that part of the Maserah and Amunus al-Khamim is to assume Afilah Yiminshu is small, that when they make decisions, the decision is correct. And if it happens to look incorrect, either you're looking at it wrong, or even on the side it was incorrect, as the Gemara says, Beferis, this is not my Yisrael, the Gemara says this. Rabbi Kiva made a comment about Rabbi Yochamazaka, and he said, what did he give away Yushalayim for? He should have asked for it. The Gemara said, one terrorist, he felt if he'd asked for too much, he'd get nothing. And second terrorist, he said, he was talking incorrect. And Hashem withheld the Siyat HaDashmaya from him in order to bring the Xerah because we weren't Zechelikah. That's very important. The answer is, can it be wrong? Yes. But if it's wrong, it's because Hashem withheld the Siyat HaDashmaya and He wanted us to fall in. And that could very well be what was going on in the Holocaust. There are two points to make over here. Number one, we don't have Nevoah Bezman And it was not known to anybody during the early years of the war till the very end what the Nazis were doing. As, as incredible as that sounds to us, as from what we know afterwards, how can they not know? They didn't know. The Nazis were very devious every step of the way. We're relocating you, we're moving here, we're moving there, we're going to the showers, we're doing this and that. Every step of the way, to the very, very bitter end, the Nazis had a war machine. It wasn't only, unfortunately, very effective in what they got done, their propaganda machine was incredible. And very few people know. The people that were in it didn't know. And the G'daylim were not told by Kodesh Baruch Hu. The information was withheld from them. That was part of the Gezerim. That's number one. Number two, many people ask, why didn't they fight? Anybody asked that Shaila knows nothing about history of Holocaust. Anybody asked that Shaila, I advise them, just go take out 20 good books. And it may take you a long time. It might be a Shaila, read the books when it won't cause biblical terror. But it's important to be well-read in the Holocaust. So you'll know there's nothing to do with that terror, from, not from. The non-from went to the gas chambers just as what they say sheepishly as the, as the from. It's nothing to do with the religious issue. The Nazis had such a perfected way, unfortunately, a perfected sadistic way of getting everybody to be subhuman even before they're ready to kill them. There was no shaykhis to rebelling. And in the Warsaw Ghetto, it happens to be, when they already started figuring out what was going on, Rabbi Menachem Zemba, who was one of the preeminent pre-war G'daylam, gave his Hechshish Temple full support. He says, now that we know the MS, kill a Nazi before you die. So it's not that Das Tair is against rebellions. But unfortunately, what secular revisionist history has done by putting Yom HaShoah next to Yom 
Atzmut uh, and uh, putting, putting the two together is showing basically that the only real courage is a person who fights. And the only person who we can label as a hero is a person who fights. So the emphasis on the Warsaw Ghetto uprising. So how about all the other Kedoshim who died? It's a disservice. You can give cover to the people who were in the uprising and still give cover to the other 99% of the people who were courageous enough to try to do the mitzvahs under those circumstances and people who died as a yid, anybody who died as a yid, go straight to Shemayim. They're just as much heroic. They're heroes. Anybody who dies as a kid of Hashem is a hero. So, Stam, you have to know, anybody as hard as it is for us to imagine, here sitting here in the year 2004, Le how anybody could just follow directions, the answer is if you know nothing and you're being fed that there's a hope and you might survive and you might survive, the truth is some people did survive clinging on to that hope and they rebelled, they would have been shot on the spot. You say, well, if they all would have rebelled, the Nazis were outnumbered. The answer is that's all hindsight and anybody who says that knows nothing about the Holocaust. I'm telling you, when I, when I was young, I read up on it and I, had a, I have a pretty clear understanding of what was going on. It's incredible how well the Nazis, Yamal Shemam, had that down to a science. And uh, they did it not only with Jews, there were Goyim, big husky Goyim, POWs, who were the same submissive pussycats. Well, they also tortured and killed. So it's nothing to do with the Jews. People say, oh, the Jews are always the ghetto mentality. It's nothing to do with the Jews. That POWs, that American POWs. Have you ever seen pictures of what uh, they did to the American POWs? Big, big husky soldiers. Had them one guard for 20, 30, 40 POWs. So what, why didn't they just turn around and kill them? The answer is, nobody wanted to do it. And they were being tortured and they were being killed. So it's not a cash on the Jews. You have to understand how war goes and what, the, what, a, what a POW mentality is and what you're up against. There's a lot of psychology that goes into this. It has nothing to do with the Jews and nothing to do with the ghetto mentality. So you're asking, well, did the Gedalim suggest they rebel? The answer is, well, when it was possible, and the Maisa, when they saw it clearly in front of them, Menachem Zemba, again, who was an Adam Godel Admoid, said, absolutely. At this point in time, you have nothing to lose. It's a Kiddush Hashem. But that doesn't mean it was a Chil Hashem for everybody else who went to the guest chambers. That is extremely, an extreme dishonor to all the Kedoshim who died in the Holocaust. Number three, and this brings us to the footnote. There are many who say that, well, had the Gedalim sent people to America earlier, less people would have been killed. You have to keep in mind, America was known as a Midbar. Most people went to America, the Neshamas were completely gone. The Gedalim were very, very scared and nervous to send anybody to America. So you'll say, well, in hindsight, was that good for the Jews or bad for the Jews? Well, it depends. If you look at the physical realities, do you look at Nitzchius? This is a very unpopular statement I'm about to make. What is better? A person who goes to America and becomes non-Shabbat Shabbos and fry and all the kids go off of there, or a person who's killed by Kiddush Hashem? I'm not saying, therefore, if we would have been asked, knowing what we know, what the Nazis were up to, would we have sent them to America? The answer is yes, and hope he remains from. But people who went to America remained from, especially in the 1930s. But Lamaisa. For the, 19, the early 1900s, up to 10, 20, 30, 40, it was known as a Midbar, and most people did not want to send anybody to America. And the numbers were horrible in terms of those who made it from. So Lamaisa, in terms of Nitzchius, the Neshama that went to America is not sitting anywhere near Olam Haba. Not if they sit in another place, unfortunately. And the people who died Kiddush Hashem are sitting in the best spot in Olam Haba. Now, please don't quote that out of context. That doesn't mean we don't look to get killed by Kiddush Hashem. We'd rather live. The point is, is that who's to say if Hashem is running the world and Hashem is giving them that, that they have to pass on the Shailah, again, missing information that Nazis are vada going to kill every single person they get their hands on. If it's a Sakana and there's a vada Sakana over there in America and there's a Safek Sakana over here and they thought things would improve, 
That's how it would dictate. Don't run to America, the Trey from Medina, where your kids will go for derech and there's no education. Stay here and hopefully it'll blow over. And many, many a pogrom did blow over. And nobody had an idea of what the magnitude of what the Holocaust would bring. So you'll say, why didn't they get a nevuah? Hashem didn't give them a nevuah. Hashem withheld the information because it was a gazera and claim so. That's not a fallacy in Das Terror. Step number four, they say, okay, America is a Trey from Medina. So why didn't they send them Terry to Israel? I refer you to another piece of history. If you know history, none of these kashas even begin. These are answers. These kashas don't start. And I refer you to the back of your page, which is the first page we are on. Go down to the footnote. On the bottom, you see, Amunas Chachamim. Hashayel Hushbo Me'asam. Person who was asking and casting aspersions on the Das Terah and the role it played during the Holocaust. And the Taina was, why did they say more Jews take this role? More Jews would have been saved. They forget history. The fact that Yisrael was saved from the army of the Germans, Africa, that's Rommel, Haisa Benes, Sheheftia Ezbale, his Trotgia, which means strategy. Adiyamazeh, the historians can't figure out. You're fighting a war. Rommel was very good, unfortunately. He knew exactly what he was doing. As Mama Shapella, he was very close to Israel. And it's a Pella Adiyamazeh. What happened there? Mamish Maisenisim. The army clearly capable of overrunning, overrunning the British and taking over all of Israel. And they had plans exactly what to do when they get to Israel. The same gas chambers and the same deportations. The whole works. Israel was not any safer than any other place in Europe at that point. Hashem made an ace decide to spare Israel. However, let's continue. Hold oh, this is a very incredible point. This is from the uh, person who's reviewing the manuscripts over here. This is not Rav Desla talking. Had the Gedolim sent the Jews of Europe to Israel to make Aliyah, which is impossible anyway. They couldn't send millions of Jews. It's, it's a chalayim. <laughs> the British, the British, they weren't letting anybody in. But even if you could say, well, Hagdalim sent another 500. It was difficult to get in. When you want to be obstinate, you want to revise history, then you'll come up, first you come up with the pshat that Das Terror is something we shouldn't have followed. And then you revise history. That's what they did over here. They said, no, they could have sent a million Jews to Israel, which is patently false, just not true. But even, he's arguing, even if you could have sent some more, and they said, no, let them send more. With the Taina that had you sent them to Israel, how you need Thailand, they would have been saved. And they blame this. There are two problems with this argument. One is, three problems. Number one, they couldn't send the Yudin to Israel. They weren't accepting anybody. Number two, they didn't even have the power to convince everybody because no one wanted to go to Israel. They couldn't convince masses anyway to go to Israel. Going to Israel was dangerous. And people thought, everybody thought, that it'll blow over. I live here in Warsaw. I live here in Berlin. Why would I want to pick up and go to Israel? So Kilo had to tell them said something people would have listened to anyway. That's not true, certainly not for the masses. And number three, the main point, is that Rama was about to destroy Eretz Yisrael anyway. So Miyadea had a million Jews moved to Eretz Yisrael and the Gzera was on them, so Rama would have invaded Eretz Yisrael and killed them there. But you think you can outrun HaKadosh Baruch So again, the long and the short is exactly the Gemara Gitten Rabbi Yechem If there's a Gzera, that there'll be a Chorban, the Gzera will be Chal, and if the Gzera have to make decisions that are not correct, which is debatable over here, Hashem will cause them to do that. The long and the short of it is that we still have a chiyah to follow Das Terah. And if it's right, which it is, 
Hopefully, 99% of the time that we've done the right thing. If it appears wrong, you have to believe a fila, you mentioned it's small, that it's probably right anyway. When I say probably, I would say definitely, but we don't believe that people are robots, they're human. And if it's wrong, we could still follow it. And there'll be no taina on us, min hashamayim, because we're following the Astera, and if it's wrong, Hashem caused them to lose the Siat Hashemayim and make an incorrect uh, decision. And that is not our problem. It's not our business, and it's not our problem. And it's very rare. It's only used, these two examples, the time of a massive loyalenu, a massive, tremendous Chorban in Klai Yisrael. Chorban Bayashani, Gullus from Eretz Yisrael, and a Holocaust. So again, just to review, nobody knew what was going on. It was a time we didn't have Navur. They made the decision based on a situation where the two options were not options. America was a trade for Medina, and the quotas were very tight there, and Eretz Yisrael quotas even tighter. The masses couldn't go. We're talking about large families, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. You can't just send them. You can't just get up and go. So practically it wasn't Eretz And even if Lu Yitzur it was, clear examination of history dictates that Rommel was in the doors of Eretz Yisrael, and he would have invaded had a Baruch Hu seen that the same Gideon who was supposed to be killed ran over there. Quite possible. We don't know Hashem's cheshbanis, and therefore it certainly has nothing to do with putting the blame on the Gedalim. It's a very well-written piece, and there's a lot more to be said on this, but this is important for Dama Lahashiv. A very important topic, because this topic does come up, and it's important to understand yourself, obviously, and to be able to explain it to others. Avdesla does end, and this you have to keep in mind. His final line is that there's a natural tendency to buck authority. It's a natural Yetzirah for it. And the problem is in the Gullus of Desla claims, and Perm is the case in point, is where Klaesol is not following leadership and not following Das Terra. That's where the problems begin. It's not shot, there's a problem, and they're trying to get out of it, should listen to Das Terra. The Xera started because they weren't listening to Das Terra. And that's something we all have to work on to various degrees. And Amit Hashem, we perfect it, it'll bring the Gulu. To order other tape shirim of Rabbi Varna, please call 718-338-2818 or mail request to 1171 Ocean Parkway, Apartment 4K, Brooklyn, New York, 11230 and ask for our most up-to-date brochure. Many audio shirim are now available on CD as well. Please ask for CD pricing. Most shirim are now on video. To request a video... For your community, please contact 718-382-6269. You may log on to our website at www.tourstream.com. That's T-O-R-A-H-S-T-R-E-A-M for a list of all the available shirim to date. To request speaking engagements from Rabbi Viner, please call Mr. Frechter at 718-377-5304. If you would like to share in the Zuchus of Harbatzas Torah by sponsoring a series of Shirim or a video showing, please call 718-382-6269.